What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Information security is one of the most important topics in technology today. Is your data secure? Bring Your Own Security Radio is here to help keep you up to date on the latest trends, software, and apps to make sure that your data stays secure. Bring Your Own Security Radio is about to begin. Here are your experts, Dave and Jason. All right, that's like we are live. I'm Dave. I'm Jason. This is Bring Your Own Security Radio. Tonight we are going to talk just a lot about 2018. Now it's only six weeks old or thereabouts. <laughs> and yep. there's already tons of news and stuff and and people that are making differences uh, and doing some things. So I thought we'd take a minute and, and get away from all the interviews and and, and people that, that we're talking to one-on-one. And, and let's kind of, Jason and I, sit back and, and reset where we are already so that as we continue the rest of this year with our new guests, there's some context to those people and to the different tools that we talk about because, again, six weeks in and we're already finding some some crazy changes, some things that people are doing, um, some some capabilities that probably have been known for years but are just now becoming public. So, Jason, I mean, you're in the government sector. I'm in the healthcare sector. I've seen my share of things already just this year alone. I mean, do, do you get a sense that the government is, you know, like a duck, calm and cool on the surface and going crazy underwater or what? It always is, and that 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 just goes at all levels. Um, so it's not just any one given piece. So that you know, to give you an example, uh, government shutdown. So you know, there's that 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 happens at uh, what 11:59 tonight. <laughs> oh yeah. So they're gonna let us know where the yeah where the kick yeah we're gonna know whether we uh, we're gonna know whether we they kick the can down further down the road. And uh, we go for another two weeks, or if something, you know, something, there's a final resolution instead of a uh, continuing resolution. Yeah, that's, it's, man, it's definitely amazing how what seems like a little bit of nothing turns into a whole lot of of something. And and a lot of the things that I'm going to talk about tonight are, are definitely seems like a little bit of nothing, but the, the implications are just crazy so far. But what's funny about that is they'll, they'll say, okay, uh, you know, we'll know by, you know, midnight, but you still need to come in tomorrow just in case, doesn't matter, you know, even if you have to come in to set your, you know, mail message to, you know, automate <laughs> so that you can say, well, I'm not working. Yeah. yeah. I, I, like you can't yeah, do that I remotely, saw- you know. Right, exactly. Well, you know, you get 
you get too many users that barely can log into their computers. So yeah. It, but uh, but you also have contractors and see if if they already have like a like a uh, if the contract's already like a set amount of money, you know they still have to come to work. <laughs> in some cases, and in other cases, it's going to be essential people that have to stay around and you know kick it around trying to keep the lights on. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a toss up. Well, there's definitely a lot that, that can be happening in the world of uh, IT, whether the government is there or not. And and maybe even so, you know, more things happen because either private companies have to stop relying on government sources for even if it's just a day or two. And, and maybe even the bad guys look at it like, hey, you know, these guys are not going to be there looking for us. So now is the time for us to uh, launch our attack or to uh, try to do whatever we're trying to do so it's possible both ways that that a shutdown is is um, you know good for the private sector to get off their ass and and be responsible for themselves but bad for everybody in general because the attackers might take that as a signal that it's time to attack so we'll see i mean in some and in some cases man there's i don't know but for me uh, just, just from you know my background and that, you know, what I've seen as far as government shutdown, I, I was, I was there in 2013 when you know all the federal people were gone and we were, we were set price, so we were uh, basically listed as essential at that time, and that was, that was on, that was like 10 days. We didn't have federal people there at all uh, for like 10 straight days. And they couldn't. They couldn't reply to emails. They couldn't reply to phone calls. They couldn't do any of that. Um, which I think there were some people that you know kind of sneaked it in there just to just to kind of keep tabs. But uh, there are there are you know services that the federal government provides that sometimes are a matter of life and death. Now you know I, I know that's I know that sounds like a stretch. But there are places like, uh, you know, the, 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 where I came out of, like uh, National Weather Service, where if you know, something's to happen weather-wise and it causes death, that's, that's a big deal um, in some cases. Yep, that's exactly right. We'll see. I mean, you know, like I said, I think... Uh... I mean, nobody's going nobody's gonna to worry about the IRS, but, <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> yeah. a little more to it than that. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, here in about uh, three hours, we'll see uh, who cares about what the most. And and then uh, we'll see what it means for us in the IT world. So uh, crazy, you know, so many possibilities that uh, that uh, I guess we'll just have to see where things play, where things play out and where things land and uh, deal with it as we go. And Anywho, so yeah. let's jump into tonight. So, so tonight, um, the plan was to talk a little bit about news. I've got a few topics. Um, I was actually hoping to talk a little bit about both uh, some news about things that are happening and about people, like some people that are making uh, career changes and, and whatnot. And it actually seems as I was looking for that information to comment on that not so many people that are in a larger or um, public eye position are making many changes so far this year. So it's usually the folks behind the scenes that do it. 
exactly right. So we might be a little light on that particular side of the topic, but uh, <laughs> yeah, because they're behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, because I sure didn't see much uh, commentary other than yeah, like you said, t people, you know, uh, taking taking profit off of Bitcoin and things like that. You know, and again, those are behind the scenes people that we, by and large, would not ever see in the news. So even if we said their names, most people would. Uh, not know who it is or would have to run to Google to figure it out. So we'll stay away from that probably. <laughs> All right. So I, so I'm going to jump off and I'll start off with the first, uh, one of the first stories that, that I wanted to talk about that, um, that I find interesting because I've researched this field a little bit and that is Faraday cages and air gapping computers. And I know at many different intelligence agencies, that air-gapped computers are a big deal um, at certain uh, for certain reasons, and I've always believed and or uh, understood it to be that an air-gapped computer is not capable of being hacked. But <laughs> um, yesterday, a very new method of having even a cell phone inside a Faraday bag was able to uh, get um, uh, I'm trying to make sure I say it the right way so they were able to basically take a cell phone inside a Faraday bag and get it close enough to a computer and some of the the spinning resonance from the hard drives because they had spinning drives instead of SSDs were making um, a certain uh, f frequency um, uh, sound, I guess, and uh, this this air-gapped cell phone had a couple apps on it and was basically able to decipher what's, what's happening. And there's a great video on the, a video demonstration on the hack. Um, it's uh, one of the apps is called Magneto, and the other is called Odini, O-D-I-N-I. -I, so take a look at that. But uh, it's, You know, it's, fun it's, it's funny you mention that because I remember hearing, you know, a few years back about, and I'm not sure if this was the NSA, so I'm not going to point fingers on that, but I believe this was actually conducted, um, and it was done in a way where uh, malicious software was actually put on uh, an air gapped machine in a in a um, uh, in a skiff, and actually that malicious software was able to control the frequency of the fan, and you could use a two way radio or you could use a um, you could use a cell phone uh, to actually transfer data. Now, albeit it's not like you're going to get broadband. Um, quality out of that, but you, but they were saying that you could get like a dial-up, um, uh, like a dial-up speed. Yeah, and that's what I saw here was um, that depending on which uh, the Magneto or the Odini, and they both uh, are apps, and they both are using different uh, capabilities. Uh, the Magneto, even if the phone is set in airplane mode can still be used to to gather some sensor capability and you're right about the speed we're talking 
anywhere from uh, 5 all the way down to 0.2 bits per second and as fast as 40 bits per second, which clearly is not much. Um, no. And not very distance. I think the farthest uh, distance was 150 centimeters. So we're still not talking about a very long distance, but you know these different machines are air-gapped for a reason. Um, and even if you didn't think you were going to break into the uh, you know, NSA's secret labs uh, in Denver or any place else that they have their, their data centers... Yeah, you know something like this could still be used if you're doing a targeted attack on some big corporate big wig, and that person has a laptop, and maybe they are on an airplane, and you make sure you get seated close enough that way you can steal their data, things like that. Well, let's so, also remember that Stuxnet and Flame were were done in this; they were done in this sort of style, uh, where they were air gapped, like the Iranian computers that were done a decade ago. Um, was malware that was used, but it was you know put into an air-gapped uh, uh, environment. But let's also keep in mind that um, you know a lot of people talk about breaking in and uh, getting into an air-gapped environment, but nobody ever talks about getting the information out. Well, true. I mean, right? You have to once you get in and grab that info. Um... Yeah. You've got to make sure it's a two-way street, that's for sure. Uh, <laughs> exactly. But, and again, what what I was reading was, was definitely just um, a, a paper on a proof of concept that that just because you're air-gapped doesn't mean it's impossible, or just because your cell phone's in airplane mode makes it impossible for other sensors and other parts of your device yep. to, to be a hole for intrusion. Yep. and. Now it just takes a lot more than it's a lot more than just an IP address now, you know. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. That's what they used to say was if it has an IP address, it can be hacked. Well, it's a lot more than an IP address now. All right. So my initial number two thing was finally Intel has released a patch uh, for that Spectre. Uh, (laughs) You have Meltdown and Spectre still. Floating around out there, you know, and I have not heard of a lot of organizations this really hitting them to a point where it's making any news. So I think, I think, and I, I don't know for a fact, but the big... Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The alerts about Meltdown and, and uh, Spectre were great because it got everybody's attention, made people make sure they were doing updates and things like that. But 
by and large, unless I've just missed the boat, I've not really heard about many instances of either really hurting anybody very badly. And, and maybe there's some one-off instances where a private home user got hit or something like that. But I think I, it. I think it's a matter of of people reacting. So I think there was enough. There was enough static about it that people, you know, wanted to try and at least put something in place that wasn't gonna, um, you know, that this wasn't gonna affect. So I think I think a lot of it comes down to that, you know, people were aware, and that, you know, they were able to at least do something about it, even if there wasn't a patch right away, even if there wasn't any of that, they could still detect. They could still say, hey, this machine's, you know, vulnerable to this. So as long as people know, I mean, that's 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 a really big first step. And I think that's affected that. Yeah, no doubt. And, and I thought, you're right. I mean, aware, you know, being aware and being conscious of, of a Situational problem. awareness is yeah. priceless. Yeah. And save, save you leaps and bounds. And it, it appears, and again, maybe I'm wrong, but it appears in this particular case, having all of that um, news and all of that attention initially helped and it made enough of a difference to where we're not seeing big uh, meltdowns to quote the term. <laughs> we're not seeing a lot of stuff. So. Big meltdowns are big specters. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm happy for it. That's for sure. I'm happy that we're not dealing with it and I'm happy that the people that we have to deal with aren't dealing with it, but, uh, Hopefully not too many others are dealing with it. So now, you know, there's another one that was that was that I kinda had read through and it was uh the Amazon key flaw. It'll let your uh you know, rogue delivery men disable your camera. <laughs> nice. That was another one that's just kinda weird because well one, it's internet enabled camera, of course, but um you know, they demonstrated that with a simple program, you know, run from any computer in a Wi-Fi range, that it, you know, the camera can not only be disabled from being frozen, and, uh, you know, they can actually, you know, have the door opened um, <laughs> with this. So, yeah, it's crazy, man. Yeah, of the home automation that I use, whether it be cameras and security and things like that, I am not yet comfortable with uh, uh, doors and locks being mm -hmm. electronically or internet capable. So I'm still sticking with a key and for at least a while until I can somehow feel more comfortable with that. That those devices are more secure because so far they yeah. don't seem to be. Well, the people that got credit with this is the Rhino Labs, but yeah, they uh, they showed the delivery the, the the rogue delivery person that they had basically set up unlocked the door with the key app, with the Amazon key app, and uh, yeah, got right in, man. It was on video, <laughs> but it was, you know. It could be a Raspberry Pi. It could be it could be any of this, and they could actually use that to unlock somebody's door or disable their camera. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's something definitely to think about, um, especially with the convenience 
of of having these types of things, man. Uh, uh, it's usually the last pe- last things on people's mind. It is. Uh, I'm sitting here trying to uh, actually find that uh, uh, video. I haven't seen it personally. I wanted to take a quick look while we're on the topic, but I haven't, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time looking for it, but I would think that if you're able to um, to open or affect someone's home automation, regardless of what that tool is, cameras or door locks or alarm system, yeah. whatever that. I mean, what what makes it something right? <laughs> what makes it worse is they could, you know, um, you know what they were saying in this in this attack that they did is they actually kicked the cloud cam off the network. <laughs> and that basically turned the camera off. <laughs> nice. Nice, nice. I, I, yeah, like I said, I don't do much with home automation yet, but I do have some. Most of it, if it were to get compromised, would not really affect the security of our house. Um, you know, like, like anything else, the security of your home is like the security of a network. You have some a few layers that, that if one or two layers goes down, still got a couple others to, to help hopefully keep things in check. Yep, compensating controls. And of course, the last line of defense is, you know, a well-trained person with a gun. So, you know. <laughs> well, they got the corruptible that, person with a gun. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Well, I so think most people, <laughs> even if you're a bad, bad person. Okay, if you give me a couple hundred bucks, I'll let you leave. That's you know, right. one of those. Right. Well, <laughs> I'll shoot you. No, uh, no. If if somebody comes in, I'm gonna shoot him for sport, and then we'll figure out the right <laughs> way. So I might might shoot him in a way it doesn't kill him, and then offer that if they pay me to call an ambulance for him. But otherwise, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm wait and call the cops after they bleed out. So we'll see. Yeah. Maybe we'll give them a give them an opportunity and and yeah, exploit them a little bit. What do you got in your wallet? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah, but so uh, there's another tool that I read about that um, that I downloaded so that I could kind of play with and see what it does, and it's from the hacker side. It's called Autosploit, and um, it was out on GitHub. And uh, yeah, man, it, it's it's uh, has quite a few. Uh, tools I guess is a way to say it that that you can combine into one attack so you can say I want to do this this and this and basically press some buttons and away you go yeah. and create a very difficult multi-angle attack that um, is scary you know um, is is I, I anyway Check it out. It's called Autosploit. And I probably shouldn't say that out loud, but <laughs> the fact is uh, most of the bad guys and most of the hackers know now that it's available and that it's out there. And so the good guys need to know it's out there too. So they need to be able to take a look at what this thing does and see if they can develop signatures for their own defense so that they can see that this was being unleashed upon their networks. Um, hmm. 
but yeah, it's a uh, it's a pretty big deal, and it's very scary about what it can do. I've tested in a uh, a virtual environment um, that was air gapped, so to speak, but uh, <laughs> it was uh, it's interesting what it could do, what it had the possibility of doing. So we'll see we'll see again if that proves to be a a big deal. But um, right now, what I've seen or what I've read is that in Asia, this tool has been used against uh, financial targets, banks, and um, different smaller uh, commercial financial entities uh, to attack them and get in. And it's been successful, so it's definitely a tool that works. No doubt hmm. about it. Why not, man? If it gives you the opportunity, somebody's going to use it for that. Oh, let's see. What else do I got on my agenda today? I've got all kinds of other, like, oddball thingies that, uh, things that we already know about, but things that are, um, that are, uh, new. So, for example, it's not new to go to a website and have a pop-up or some other thing come up and act like you've got something wrong with your computer and you must call Microsoft or some other 800 number to get immediate support and then you on the phone that they charge you a big uh, big hit on your credit card so we all know that that's not new but there's a new one uh, that is that had come out uh, attacking Google Chrome in specific uh, and it, basically its job was to um, to push an API uh, so that Chrome would freeze in a way that you would think that your whole computer was somehow frozen and that it wasn't mm. just Chrome. And then this pop-up comes up. And what makes it new about it is that this was a persistent API coming through Chrome mm -hmm. browser. So even if you rebooted after a few minutes, it would happen again to try huh. to convince you that you really had a problem that you had to dial the 800 number to fix. Um, and it's... <laughs> Google just uh, yesterday or so yesterday Wednesday so either yesterday or Tuesday uh, released a patch so basically update if you use Google Chrome update it this thing will go away or if it happens to you just keep closing the program and open it back up later until you're tired of doing it and then update it so, <laughs> yeah whichever works but yeah if you got Google Chrome you should probably go try to download it and uh, so you make sure that you're safe. But everything else doesn't seem to, every other browser does not seem to to be affected by this particular thing specifically. Mm -hmm. You know, you might still get tricked if you're on the web page, but it's not persistent in the other browsers. So hmm. always something new and cool, man. Always something. Oh, it always is. <laughs> uh, <sighs> What uh, anything new that you're reading about, or anything exciting, as uh, that's tripping your trigger, or just everyday tell you the, stuff? Tell you the truth, man, it's I've just been inundated with work. It's been crazy. So, you know, for the most part, it's just been you know the work front part of it, and uh, yeah, it's been a bit time consuming. <laughs> that's all I could say. I believe that. 
I did yeah. see there's a there's a new ransomware called Scarab ransomware, and um, basically it's claim to fame is that it threatens to delete twenty four files every day until you pay the ransom. So, not only does it encrypt them away from you, it threatens to delete them forever if you don't pay. And instead of a clock ticking down to where they make you pay more, they just start deleting some of your files randomly and in the hopes that you'll get hmm. scared enough to pay quickly. So, so that one's called Scarab, and that's fairly new uh, to my knowledge. It's, uh, it's mostly being spread by uh, RDP type of connections. Uh, and um, so is that 3380 what, 3383, uh, whatever that port is. Um, but, yeah, you'll have to... Yeah, it looks like it, uh, looks like a majority of the traffic was mostly sent to the .com top-level domains. Um, yep. So that's where you get hit with it. Um, it looks like a lot of it's UK, Australia, France, and Germany. Um that are getting hit more than anybody as well. All yep. the rest of them seem to be kind of minimal um, yeah, right. beyond. Like there are some .org, .nets, uh, .its, um, but they, it, the numbers start getting a little smaller each time. Well, hopefully we'll... Uh... And a lot of it, a lot of it, there's um, a lot of it showing up as like a zip file, of course. But it's showing up as like, um, you know, a scanned file from a copier, that type of thing, um, is how it's been distributed so far from what what the reports have been. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I was just reading a quick uh, blurb as we were talking about that uh, on another article I found on this scarab and... It basically said that uh, it was, you know, threatening to delete those 24 files every 24 hours. Um, but then after 72 hours, if you have not yet paid, that they will just delete, they being the hackers, would just delete everything in a move to try to scare you to hurry up and pay yeah. and not think about it. But but uh, Malwarebytes, who is the company that found this particular thing in December, states that they believe... The hackers actually do not have enough access to come in and actually delete anything. It's just a scare tactic to yeah. get you to hurry up well, and pay. So that's well. Possible. Another part is it it 
It actually does encrypt files, though. Um, for one thing, it, it drops a payload in the application data directory. Um, so it drops its own executable there. And then, of course, it puts in a registry en entry for uh, an auto start. So it does that in the, you know, the Microsoft Windows uh, current version part of uh, the registry. And then what it'll do is uh, it will encrypt files with uh, like a dot .scarab um, extension. And you know the notes the notes you're gonna find in the in the for that are just gonna be hey your files are getting encrypted blah 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 this that and the other so it's kind of like that as well. <clears throat> you know uh, there is one uh, piece of news about an individual that I forgot about that I wanted to bring up real quick, um, and that was the British citizen hacker known as Lori Love. Um, Accused of hacking into different government websites, uh, would not be extradited to the U.S. Mm. Um, the uh, the English and Wales High Court ruled uh, just two days ago that uh, that Love, who is a even though it's Lori Love as a male, uh, was facing a 99-year prison sentence for um, looks like the attacks targeted. Uh, FBI, U.S. Army, the U.S. Missile Defense Agency, which is scary, uh, NASA, <laughs> and uh, the New York Federal Reserve between 2012 and 2013. So, uh, well, obviously, he didn't make no friends. Yeah, uh, the <laughs> high court, the the U.K. High Court ruled that that uh, this particular person has severe mental illness, like uh, Asperger syndromes, and. Mm. Uh, and depression and eczema, which apparently is uh, a reason to not actually. But in yeah, the article, that's they it. note they note I that, did it because I had eczema. That's right. Uh, eczema, asthma, depression, and Asperger's syndrome. Which Asperger's is truly a, a mental um, illness of of a variance. But uh, and they're, but they're afraid that he would kill himself if he was extradited. So they. Ugh will not extradite, which I don't know if that means he'll serve time in a British uh, jail or if that means he's just free. But I would think... Well, I don't I don't know if free would be a good statement for that, but... Well, yeah. Well, yeah. It makes me Again, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of places he can't travel, though. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly right. Um, makes me wonder if... Uh, if the U.S. wanted him bad enough, if he they just go get him, you know, I'm sure the Brits would not be happy about it. But uh, you know, you can always make make something look like something else. And I think they have, I think they have bigger fish to fry, man. Yeah. And it's people we don't even know or talk about. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's yeah. those quiet background people. Those are the ones they're after. People that make the press, they're already there. Yep. But yeah, that's interesting. So, uh, yeah, so the eczema made me do it is <laughs> what I take away from that story. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, man. If you get in trouble for something, just claim your eczema got the yep. best of you. And, uh, yep, pull the eczema. It, it made you crazy. Yeah. Eczema made me crazy. Eczema made me touch myself. 
Oh, wow. <sighs> you shut up because that's true when I do it. No. <laughs> you just don't talk about me like that. Yeah, well, hey, man. What's, uh, let's see, what is today? The 8th? So, today is Thursday. So today is the 8th. <laughs> so, uh, there was, I think it's been, gosh, it's been a week now, maybe. I think it was the 1st. I have to go look now, but somewhere around the 1st of February. So, yeah, about a week, uh, give or take a day. Um, they, Adobe themselves announced uh, a zero-day exploit that had actually been spotted in the wild. And so they were commenting that they're doing their best to try to, to get it done. But the weird thing is, is who reported this exploit was North Korean hackers. <laughs> and they notified South Korea's computer emergency response team about it so they could protect themselves. So somehow, I don't know how I missed this story a week ago, but um, there's something fishy about that. I just, you know, what the North Koreans are actually doing something good for somebody else is... Uh, hmm news in and of itself as far as i'm concerned but the fact that they um they found uh an exploitable issue with a very widely distributed piece of software and they reported it um is the takeaway that surprises me the most hmm. you so, know it's, yeah. what's funny about that is that adobe you know adobe had actually mentioned this last week um there's South Korea's cert. So South Korea has a cert, ladies and gentlemen. Um, said, you know, it had observed the flash exploit um, was being used in the wild. Yeah. Oh, you know, I uh, so I misread. I actually just went back to my 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 article that uh, gave me that info, and I I mis yeah. I misread a piece that I want to restate. And it. And the funny thing is. It it works on Windows, Mac, Linux, and Chrome. Yep, yep. Uh, but I stated that the North Korean hackers had had uh, disclosed a vulnerability. That's I, I misstated. Yeah, that. it was. Yeah, it was they South Korea. Using did it. it right, they were using it against South Korea since uh, November of just this past year, and so yeah. the South Koreans uh, brought it into the public eye because the North Koreans have been doing it to them. Not, not telling them about it. So I somehow, yep. I don't know how I misunderstood that piece of it. But uh, just to be clear, the North Koreans did not do something, which makes me feel better because I was wondering what the hell is going on when the North Koreans are trying to do the right thing. So yeah, yeah. So now I feel much better that all is back normal in the world. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, what else is going? A lot on? of it was the government, military, and their defense organizations of uh, South Korea that that got hit with that. Huh. So there's a company called Landmark. Their CEO's email account was hacked. So. I am trying to quickly determine why that's a big deal because email accounts getting hacked is not 
new. Oh, okay. So here's what it was: was this this multinational conglomerate is based in Dubai, and after the email was hacked, the hacker posing as this chairwoman of the landmark group. Um, uh, I don't even want to attempt her name, Renuka Jaitiani. I'm not sure if I even just butchered that or not, but um, basically they were trying to get uh, several million uh, dollars transferred to another bank account by posing as that CEO via email and asking for the uh, the yeah, transfer, transfer uh, happen, yeah. a whole so, lot of rupees. Yeah, so. So, again, I'm not really sure why that made any kind of news hit because that is not really news. That happens, like, all the time. Even yeah. our CEO got hit once with uh, a very similar attack that we were able to catch pretty quick. So I'm not sure what that's all about or hmm. why that's important. Maybe because it was Dubai and she had eczema. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to start rumors now. <laughs> The eczema made her send bad email. Oh, oh man. That's right. That's yeah. going to be my new thing. The eczema made me do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be the dumbest. I mean, I get it. That's really not the reason why they didn't extradite this guy. But the fact that they listed four reasons in the official court ruling and eczema was one of those four reasons just floors me. That's so stupid. Yeah, man, that, that is a little crazy. <laughs> but it was a big combination of things. It was yeah. depression and and Asperger's and eczema. And eczema. Yeah. And, I can't remember you would think eczema is like eczema is like the least of your worries. Exactly. You know? I can't even remember what the fourth thing was because the eczema's got me so screwed up in the brain <laughs> that I can't remember maybe, what the other reasons were. Maybe he had a club oh. foot or something. I don't know. Yeah, that my God, that is so stupid. <laughs> oh my gosh I, I just what a show man what a show yeah eczema if you've learned nothing tonight get your eczema you learn the word eczema that's right and get your shit under control because it will make you do stupid stuff with your technology mm -hmm. so you'll if hack, it don't make uh, you itch it will make you uh, right. it'll make you do something Right. You'll hack the Department of Defense uh, missile sites and stuff. So. <laughs> if it don't make you itch, it'll make you snitch. That's right. Uh, let's see. What else was there new? Oh, so I found this kind of interesting. I wear a Fitbit. And um, I kind of I knew this already. And there's a way that you can go in and turn off these kinds of settings. But a lot of the, um, the uh, fitness tracker thingies that, that everybody wears... Um, creates a GPS if it's like if it links to your phone's GPS or if it's GPS enabled itself it um, keeps that I think there's that yeah info. I think for yeah. clear for clarity I think there there's only a few of those that actually have GPS integrated uh, the other ones actually use your phone right um, for GPS so there's there's a bit of a distinction there yeah but what, so this was um, uh, just back in November. This was kind of made the news quietly, and uh, it's kind of been making its rounds a little bit. But what I found very interesting was that it showed 
Area 51 um, <laughs> on the map distinctively as people wearing uh, these trackers. And it was basically showing, okay, this user, and it's like user number, so you have to dig deeper to figure out a username, but and then figure out who the real person is. But the fact that somebody who works at Area 51 wears a fitness tracker and is worried about their health is <laughs> it makes me feel better. You gotta get the steps in, man. That's right. Because they are worried about their steps and their eczema and it's all getting taken care of. So That's right. So, uh, you know, you gotta take care of it sometime. What better time than now? Well, so other uh, people, though, so the part that, about this that, uh, even though I joke uh, a little bit and make it stupid, um, it also revealed that uh, that because of using this, they were able to actually find other secret military bases throughout different countries because those service member, members wearing these trackers. So, for instance, the UK Royal Air Force has an, uh, an air base in the Falkland Islands. Now, we all know about the Falkland Wars from the 80s, at least. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you're as old as me, you know that. And uh, they won independence from Britain. They lost. The British still control the Falklands. Um, but apparently not everybody knew that they had a secret airbase there. Well, that airbase showed up on this uh, global, what they're calling a global heat map uh because somebody at that base is wearing one of these fitness trackers. Um, and then they found uh, they found some potentially sensitive American bases in Somalia, Afghanistan, and Syria. They found a secret Russian military base in the Ukraine and a secret missile base in Taiwan, as well as an NSA base out in Hawaii. So... Well, so there, there's, there's a, there's. We're getting found. I don't know, man. I think some of it's done by design. What do you mean? There may be, there may be things that are actually done by design versus uh, things that slip up. I mean, of course you're going to have uh, some things slip up, but you got to remember that there's a lot of places that uh, you never really hear of, of course, but they don't allow technology. Uh, within the within the building, sometimes like I, I've talked to folks, well, this people that know people. So, um, I, I'll tell you a distinct story about this guy that worked. Basically, he was part of security operations, so he he was part of a SOC. He was an analyst, um, but he worked for one of these three letter agencies that uh, um, they couldn't drive to work. Basically, they got on a bus from some point and rode in. You couldn't just drive to this place. God knows who, God knows where. I don't know. <laughs> but you, you know, know, you hear or these you things. Just won't tell. Well, let's just say, let's just let's just keep it at I don't know, and I'll just put it in air quotes. But uh, 
Um, I think I think some of this may be done by design. Who knows? Um, hard to tell. But there there is something else I wanted to bring up, and that was: um, Do you happen to use the app called Waze? I used to, but I don't anymore. Um, and that was a lot of reasons, but mostly I just got aggravated with so many different wrong things that users would add. But uh, you know, that's yeah. that's kind of one of my points here. Yeah. So I'm just wondering how much of this is actually done in in good faith, and how much of this, you know, people are kind of setting it up to fail in a particular area. And what I mean by that is, um, let's just say somebody wants, wants an open road and they want, to put, they want to put some false information into some trending. They want to do that so that they have, a, they have a faster way in for you know a lot of congested areas and things like that. It, it kind of goes into, you know, I wonder if, oh, I'm sorry to tire you, Dave, um, but it, it kind of goes into that where, hey, I wonder if uh, this is being manipulated somehow. Um, not to not to be a skeptic with it, but uh, you know, I've well, noticed I've noticed more ways. wrongs than I've noticed rights. Yeah, well, ways and any, many others like that, right? You wonder, especially for me, I've always kidded about every time it said that there was a cop somewhere, it wasn't. But every time I found <laughs> a cop, nobody had marked it. I'm like, wait a minute. Are you yeah. guys even marking them on purpose, or I mean, like, are you marking them at all, or is somebody else doing it? But yeah, uh, it, it makes me wonder sometimes, man, because um, you know I'll see reports that were like from you know a minute ago, or two minutes ago, or five minutes ago, and it says, you know, oh, it's clear through here, and it's like straight jam packed. I mean. I think some of these people just have it out for this, just to, you know, for the for the really congested places that you know they want you to, <laughs> they want you to sit in some traffic and not know the alternate routes, because um, they'll say the alternate routes backed up, and you know the app of course is gonna take that information in and say, oh no 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 you should go this way, and that way is like jam packed. Yeah, I don't. Uh... Yeah, so it's like you said. I don't, I don't really use the app for that reason, and I, I was always wondering if it was actually compromised in some way because <laughs> of some of it. So, I just and day know, after day, like a fool, I'll, I'll use it. No, well, yeah, I, there was a time <laughs> when I used it because I thought it was fun uh, or funny. But um, the reality is, is uh, I have now the one thing I've realized on my. On my cell phone, the default <clears throat> mapping uh, or driving software that I use always seems to take me through the worst part of town, no matter <laughs> if I'm just literally trying to go two blocks from my house and the worst part of town is eight miles away, it will loop me down there somehow and try to get me through. So I'm not sure who built that stuff, but I think whoever built the default mapping for my carrier is uh, on the take because <laughs> even when we travel out of town, I'm like, okay, I know this place is two or three or four miles of the road. I forget all the turns. Let me Google this stuff or let me pull up a map uh, or let me pull up the, the um, driving software on my, my phone 
and then I'm like nine miles away. It's like it's I know this thing was three miles up the road. Then once I got there, I'm like, why the hell did it just take me all the way over there? And now I'm like, oh, I know why. That must not be the best part of town. Right. So, yeah, just stupid. Oh man. I am it's stiff as a board. Yeah. What happened to you? Well, I'm old. Um, that's, that's, where, <laughs> that's where it all started. I got old, and uh, oh my gosh, I can tell you guys that for those of you people in the IT industry, if if you sit, I don't care if you're 20 right now or 50, if you are sitting at a desk 15 hours a day. And then you're going home and watching TV or doing some other things. You are hurting yourself like like you won't believe. And yep, you got to get up, and walk around. My right, God, go do something. Go find a gardening hobby or go take a chainsaw and cut down a half an acre. You know, re- replant the trees because <laughs> my wife will kill me if I tell you to cut down a bunch of trees. But the point being, find, <laughs> find something physical to keep you going because if you were active in your younger days. And you're not so active in your older days, it catches up pretty damn quick and pretty hard. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, my I've got I got two knees. I'm I'm 50 and I got two knees of a 90 year old. And uh, I hate to say it that way because I probably know a few 90 year olds that could lap me right now. So, uh, <laughs> I, it's it's amazing. But I've had three knee surgeries on one knee. And I just found out that I'm having the fourth here shortly. And uh, mm. I've already had a total knee done. And we're taking that one out and replacing the the joint with a newer style because my body is allergic. Now, Jeez. what kind of person has a body that's allergic to a knee implant? I mean, that's... Well, it's a pen. Is it metal? Uh, yeah, it's uh, titanium, yep. Uh, tit- some people have reactions to titanium. That's that's what's kind of funny because I've talked to people who've like had pin replacements and and things like that 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 uh um have had that issue where it just didn't take or they had a reaction and then they had to use an alternate uh, material. Yeah, it's yeah. Well, that's what's happened to me in the next uh, two to five weeks. I'll go see my surgeon mm-hmm. Monday and we'll decide the when, but. We're taking this one out and putting a ceramic-coated one in. Um, so I know it'll be ceramic on the outside of the joint. I don't know what's on the inside. I think it's some type of alloy again. But, mm. but yeah, four surgeries on the same knee is getting kind of old. And and uh, the best part is, is hopefully we'll get this thing figured out because my other knee is already bone-on-bone bone and in the same boat. And so... Mm. Um, and why any of this makes a damn bit of difference on the uh, technology podcast is for one simple reason. <laughs> I have to schedule the surgery. So so we have media passes for Black Hat, which is in yeah. August. And yep. I've got to be back on my damn feet and able to withstand, you know, four to eight hours a day of constant standing up and walking. Uh, for five to six days and if I can't withstand that I can't go and so I'm pressing my surgeon like we got to get on the stick if we know this is what we're doing buddy let's let's do it because that's exactly how last year was was my surgery was in Mm -hmm. February and then black hat was late July and we'll have to get you some robot legs yeah well I'm I'm halfway there it seems like but spring loaded uh, that's right 
I, w- I tell you, yeah, there's plenty of people who have had am- full amputations, not just a knee replacement, who are mm. far more physically capable than I am right now. So I, I give them props, you know, the fact that's that a hell of a decision, though, man. Yeah, it is. It is. But at this point, usually they won't. Usually they won't advise that until it's like, oh, well, you have an infection, or you, right. you're not getting good circulation down right. through your legs, or this or that, or the other. Then they'll consider that, and it's like, Ugh. right. Well, yeah. and, and and it's not for me to say that anybody has suggested suggested to me at all that I need that severe of a procedure. That's not yeah. the case. My point just being is that they're for people that have had that level of severity. There yeah. are many of them doing far better than I am, and all I did was have a knee replacement. So that's crazy. Um, yeah. But yeah, stay stay up and stay moving, you young kids. Uh, <laughs> but the real fact is, is I am very tightly paying attention to the calendar because I want to go to Black Cat this year. I've got it arranged to go, and, uh, and now it's just a matter of well, my body withstand that kind of abuse um, because once you get there unless you leave the event area there really is not a place to sit it's just aisle after aisle after aisle of stuff to look at people to talk Hmm. to and if you do sit down somewhere a sales rep is on top of you selling you something and uh, yeah I don't want that either I'll tell you what man if I I have a seat man I'll give it to you I'm gonna I'm gonna go to REI or someplace and buy me one of those <laughs> portable, portable chairs. That's right. That you just fold up. It's not a bad idea, backpack. man. Yeah, not a bad idea. Sit down where I need to find me a corner somewhere because it's it's hard to do. Uh, last year I was really surprised. That was one of the first things I noticed was if you're in that vendor space, there is no place to sit down. Usually, not much. So. All right, it is. Uh, we're we're fifty seven minutes into this. We're here in the east. It's yeah. almost ten o'clock. Uh, he's Jason. I'm Dave. We're gonna go ahead and step yep. away for the night. We want to say thank you to everybody. Uh, next week, nine o'clock. We actually have two possible guests. We're waiting for their uh, for their confirmation, which I should get tomorrow or over the weekend. So. I apologize for not announcing it sooner, but keep an eye on our Twitter at BYOS Radio or our yep. Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash BYOS Radio, and we will announce our guest for next week. And otherwise, thank you as always for, for jumping in and listening to us rant and rave and talk about things that uh, hopefully matter to you. Eczema and all kinds of stuff. That's right. Eczema made me do it. and Or actually... <laughs> That's not. I said that backwards. Eczema didn't make him do it. Eczema set him free, man. It set me free. <laughs> so, so that is my new mantra: is if I if my wife looks at me for doing something, I'm gonna say that eczema made me do it. And I don't even have eczema, but we won't. She's gonna tell you go to a doctor. That's right. Go to, go a, to a dermatologist. That's right. Go to, go a, to a dermatologist. Get, get some aquaphor. That's right. All right, guys. So again, thank you to everybody for for jumping in and tuning in, yep. and Thanks. and uh, we will see you next week. Yes, uh, indeed. There we go. Good night, everyone. Good night. Thank you for listening to Bring Your Own Security Radio. Join us every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. Find us on Facebook and on Twitter at BYOS Radio, or find us on the web at BringYourOwnSecurity.net. Safe browsing, everyone.